You're listening to CAC Radio, Eastern Kentucky's best internet radio station. Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to a Friday edition of CAC Daily iCast. It is Groundhog's Day, the second day of February. So, yeah, Groundhog Day is today. And, uh, you know, uh, they did the uh, Punxsutawney Phil to see if he could see his shadow. He did not see his shadow 
which means, I know, which means an early spring. Yeah. So all of you, uh, you know, winter lovers, uh, well, you did not get your way this time. We'll see if it works out. But uh, maybe an early spring. But I, I kind of believe that because looking at our current uh, weather conditions here in East Kentucky on this second day of February, it is going to be a high of 48 today. And look at tomorrow, 53 and Sunday, 59. And then it's going to be in the 50s and 60s all next week. So we'll take that, right? So, yeah, maybe we got an early spring. It's already sprung, and uh, we'll take all that nice weather. We'll probably still get another snow, light snow, between now and, uh, I guess, actual springtime. But uh, the way everything looks, looks like it's going to be a time of um, warm weather very soon which my arthritis will simply love. Well, that is uh, what looks like on our AccuWeather forecast. And then looking at our radar, you can see that right here on our radar, there is nothing going on in East Kentucky, just clouds. That's right. That's all just clouds. So um, welcome to the broadcast today. Uh, we do want to give a happy birthday shout out to all of these who are on our list and we have several on the list today for the second day of February and even my sister-in-law Adele McKinney is having a birthday today so we got a lot of birthdays today as you see them scroll across your screen we'll just kind of read them off and uh, kind of give us a little bit of a um, shout out, I guess we could say, to uh, to those who are having birthdays today. All right, let's see what we can do here. If we can give a shout out to uh, some of the people uh, today. Mark Blankenship, 46 years old. Tommy Jones, no, he's not 103. That's just a that's just a little misprint. Jordan Furl, 37 years old. Joel Seitz, 46 years old. Glenda Bolin, 62 years old. Joshua Weatherly, 40 years old. Trellis Hogg, uh, Sister Hogg, has got a birthday today. Barbie Tolliver, happy birthday from all of us at CAC Daily iCast. Pam Wolford, Shay Dotson, uh, also, uh, and her last name's Potter, Rhonda Bartley, Neil Lester, 53 years old, my sister-in-law, Adele Harold McKinney, and Ashley Lee, happy birthday from all of us right here at CAC Daily iCast. And so um, we're glad that you've joined us today because we got some things that we will be talking about as we uh, go through the broadcast today. And also, I do have uh, something that we need to make a mention of. That is tonight. Tonight is our uh, our uh, Section 3 rally 
So keep that in mind. That's Section 3 Rally, Friday, February the 2nd, 7.30 p.m., Grayson, UPC, in Grayson, Kentucky. Hot Chocolate Sunday coming up this Sunday again, February the 4th after church. Sugar-free choices will be available and a free hot chocolate bomb for everyone to take home. Also, men's meeting will be this coming Monday, February the 5th at 6 p.m. Also, KYC's coming up. Done got our youth all ready to go. Friday through Saturday, February the 16th and 17th, Northeast Christian Church, Lexington, Kentucky. Guest speaker, Josh Carson. Also, Section 3 Conference coming up February the 22nd and 23rd. And as we look at all of our prayer requests scrolling the screen, you know that we uh, want to pray for each and every one, but we mention usually about the last five. So Mark Smith, Selena Bryant, Kenya Bryant, Craig Griffith, and Jamie. Let's remember all of them. And uh, let's ask the Lord to move in a mighty miraculous way for each and every one on the prayer list. And you can call in and leave your prayer requests at 606-282-4108 or just simply send it to prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up today's broadcast. Lord, we come before your presence and thank you for this opportunity that you blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty, miraculous way for each and every one that has a need, spiritually, physically, or mentally, that they may all receive what they have need of by looking unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith. I pray, Lord, that you would touch all of our viewers who is who are watching either by way of on-demand at a later time or watching live this morning. I pray, Lord, that you would just keep your hand upon each of us, put a hedge of protection around us, protect us from the evil of the day, protect us from the pandemics, the plagues, the pestilence, all that's going on in the disease world, so that your people can shine as a light in a dark and perverse world. And Lord, we love you and we thank and praise you for everything you do in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Well, it is Friday. That's right. It's a Friday, you all. And uh, you uh, have made it to a Friday. And it is the second day of February. Coming up in about 25 days, I'm going to be another year older. I know. Yeah, I'm going to turn 66. Can you believe that? Ooh. I know, I know. I don't look a day over 65. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, we are uh, going to uh, have a great broadcast today. We're going to just jump right in. We had some uh, computers that, of course, doing their updates and all of that, and it does not interfere this time with our broadcast. So hopefully everything's running smooth. Here we go. We're reading our way through the Old Testament. We're at First Chronicles chapter 21. First Chronicles chapter 21. And Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. And David said to Joab and to the rulers of the people, Go, number Israel from Beersheba, even to Dan. 
and bring the number of them to me that I may know it. And Joab answered, The Lord make his people an hundred times so many more as they be. But my lord the king, are they not all my lord's servants? Why then doth my lord require this thing? Why will he be a cause of trespass to Israel? Nevertheless, the king's word prevailed against Joab. Wherefore Joab departed and went throughout all Israel and came to Jerusalem. And Joab gave the sum of the number of the people unto David. And all they of Israel were a thousand thousand and an hundred thousand men that drew sword. And Judah was four hundred threescore and ten thousand men that drew sword. But Levi and Benjamin counted he not among them, for the king's word was abominable to Joab. And God was displeased with this thing, therefore he smote Israel. And David said unto God, I have sinned greatly because I have done this thing. But now I beseech thee, do away the iniquity of thy servant, for I have done very foolishly. And the Lord spake unto Gad, David's seer, saying, Go and tell David, saying, Thus saith the Lord, I offer thee three things. Choose thee one of them, that I may do it unto thee. So Gad came to David, and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Choose thee either three years' famine, or three months to be destroyed before thy foes, while that the sword of thine enemies overtake thee. Or else three days the sword of the Lord, even the pestilence in the land, and the angel of the Lord destroying throughout all the coasts of Israel. Now therefore advise thyself what word I shall bring again to him that sent me. And David said unto Gad, I am in a great strait. Let me fall now into the hand of the Lord, for very great are his mercies, but let me not fall into the hand of man. So the Lord sent pestilence upon Israel, and there fell of Israel seventy thousand men. And God sent an angel unto Jerusalem to destroy it. And as he was destroying, the Lord beheld, and he repented him of the evil, and said to the angel that destroyed, It is enough. Stay now thine hand. And the angel of the Lord stood by the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. And David lifted up his eyes, and saw the angel of the Lord stand between the earth and the heaven, having a drawn sword in his hands stretched out over Jerusalem. Then David and the elders of Israel, who were clothed in sackcloth, fell upon their faces. And David said unto God, Is it not I that commanded the people to be numbered? Even I it is that have sinned and done evil indeed. But as for these sheep, what have they done? Let thine hand, I pray thee, O Lord my God, be on me and on my father's house, but not on thy people, that they should be plagued. Then the angel of the Lord commanded Gad to say to David that David should go up and set up an altar unto the Lord in the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. And David went up at the saying of Gad, which he spake in the name of the Lord. And Ornan turned back, and saw the angel, and his four sons with him hid themselves. Now Ornan was threshing wheat, and as David came to Ornan, Ornan looked and saw David, and went out of the threshing floor, and bowed himself to David with his face to the ground. Then David said to Ornan, Grant me the place of this threshing floor, that I may build an altar there and unto the Lord. 
thou shalt grant it me for the full price, that the plague may be stayed from the people. And Ornan said unto David, Take it to thee, and let my lord the king do that which is good in his eyes. Lo, I give thee the oxen also for burnt offerings, and the threshing instruments for wood, and the wheat for the meat offering. I give it all. And King David said to Ornan, Nay, but I will verily buy it for the full price, for I will not take that which is thine for the Lord, nor offer burnt offerings without cost. So David gave to Ornan for the place six hundred shekels of gold by weight. And David built there an altar unto the Lord, and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings, and called upon the Lord. And he answered him from heaven by fire upon the altar of burnt offering. And the Lord commanded the angel, and he put up his sword again into the sheath thereof. At that time, when David saw that the Lord had answered him in the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite, then he sacrificed there. For the tabernacle of the Lord, which Moses made in the wilderness, and the altar of the burnt offering, were at that season in the high place at Gibeon. But David could not go before it to inquire of God, for he was afraid because of the sword of the angel of the Lord. It is um, 10.15 in a.m. here in East Kentucky. This is episode number 20 of this year that we have got to do. We try to get in somewhere around 200 episodes. And if we do that at the end of the year, by December, we'll have over 2,300 episodes that have aired right here on CAC Daily iCast. Also, uh, this is uh, day number 33 of 365 days. And so uh, we're just starting in this new year. Uh, already, already have seen some great things the Lord has done. So uh, I'm looking forward to more in 24. Let's see if we can't jump right into our... Um, 60 seconds with the pastor. Well, do you have a minute? Well, of course you do. Well, then you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Proverbs 14 and 23 says, In all labor there is profit, but the talk of the lips tendeth only to penury. The New Living Translation says it this way, Work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. Have you ever heard someone say, All talk and no do, or talk is cheap? Some people are good talkers. They talk, talk, and talk some more. But you soon begin to realize they are just all talk. The Lord is not looking for people who are all talk, for that leads to lack. The Lord is looking for doers, for in doing there is profit. Rewards come from labor, not talk. C-A-C-R-A-D-O. 
Join us Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Woo-wee! That's some mighty fine internet radio. What time is it? I'll tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC it's Trivia time, Question time. of the Day. CAC Trivia time, Question time, of the Day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic time, Church time, and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps time, Radio time, and time. Television Broadcast. It's the radio time, broadcast time. is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, let's see what we got here with our uh, trivia question. Who said that Jesus should have a right to a hearing before he was judged guilty of blasphemy? Who said that Jesus should have a right to a hearing before he has before he was judged guilty of blasphemy? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results of that on tomorrow or Monday's broadcast, I should say. It's a Friday, y'all. So, yeah. But we do have the results of yesterday's trivia questions, so let's see what that's about. Well, yesterday's trivia question was simply this. Name the sons of Zebedee. And out of those that participated, looks like 100% of you got it correct with the correct answer, James and John. So we give you a hand because you got that right. 100% of you all did. That's a good thing right there. So now let's see if we can get today's correct. Who said Jesus should have the right to a hearing before he was judged guilty of blasphemy. We'll have the results of that on Monday's broadcast, but you can uh, do your research, check it out. You can go and click on the link, and it'll take you where you need to go, and you got a one in three chance. It's a multiple choice question. So you got a 33.33% chance of getting it correct. Yeah, there you go. So uh, work on that, and I'm sure that uh, it will it will be something that you will be able to look at and say, "Yep, uh, it is um, it is uh, really easy when you read the Word of God on a regular basis, and of course when you Google it." So there you go. Well. Uh, that is the uh, trivia question. Let's try to squeeze this in. We try to get this in every uh, broadcast because uh, we told uh, 
the executive director of the Commonwealth Policy Center, that we would air his Commonwealth Minutes. And so here we go with the Commonwealth Minute. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. Democratic lawmakers in Oregon decriminalized illicit drugs in the year 2020. But now they're having second thoughts. That's because sites of people using heroin and meth are common in public places, and overdose deaths are at all time high. Now, Republicans in the state legislature have introduced a bill that would criminalize open drug use. The problem with initial decriminalization efforts was that lawmakers treated drug use as simply a public health crisis, but they failed to consider it as a moral crisis with personal and public safety implications. When policymakers refuse to consider the public and moral nature of important issues, like recreational drug use, real people suffer, and all of society will be hurt. And Oregonians are learning this lesson the hard way. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. And that was the Commonwealth Minute, brought to you by Richard Nelson and the Commonwealth Policy Center. And, uh, yeah... We're going to see more of that uh, in the future of decriminalizing uh, drugs and all of that. So, um, you know, they was talking about how that all these people are having second thoughts, uh, second thoughts about, uh, you know, they're uh, wanting to do away with uh, no cash bail and no uh, jail time and all of that uh, after these two police officers were beaten. Uh, by illegal uh, aliens uh, in this country. And uh, so uh, as they walked to the courtroom, uh, one of them was just letting America know what he thought of America. And uh, if you watch the uh, video, you know what I'm talking about. But you know what? Um, if if And all these people now starting to say, maybe we ought to stop and re regroup on this because you know why they thought it was a popular thing. They've got so many, uh, people in positions of authority now that are so, um, loose in their own lives that they want to loose it in everybody else's life. And now people's getting a, um, an economics lesson. And they're also getting a, uh, civilization, uh, lesson. Because if you don't have, uh, you know, authority and you don't have law and you don't have uh, the uh, punishment, then it becomes a barbaric country. So we don't want this to be a barbaric country. So, uh, you know, I don't understand why people think that uh, it would work out by not having any rules, regulations. And that's what a lot of people do with serving the Lord. They say, well, you know, we don't want no rules. We don't want no regulations. We don't want no boundaries. We want to be liberated and free and progressive so that we can do our own thing. And uh, you know what that leads to? More compromise, more worldliness, and people being lost. There's a reason the Bible has boundaries. There's a reason countries have boundaries. Maybe we're learning the hard way, but I hope we don't learn the spiritual lesson 
the hard way. Well, let's see what else we got going on here. Um, of course, coming up at the bottom of the hour, just in about four minutes, going to take our little break so that we can clear up the lag and uh, put our teaching sessions on the archive so people can watch them on their own time frame. And um, we do have time to squeeze this in on this day in history. And uh, this is what happened. Did you know that it was on this day in history that it was the first Groundhog Day in 1887. Ooh. Yeah, first Groundhog Day. So old Puxatani Phil has been doing this for a long time. But you know what? They even changed out the Groundhog uh, this year. If you remember, uh, one of the Groundhogs had uh, bitten someone so uh they decided in order to kind of keep everything calm and i thought this groundhog was a little bit smaller when they was showing it this morning uh they they had a different groundhog a substitute groundhog that's like having a substitute weatherman do they know what they're doing do they know what they're talking about does this groundhog know what he's doing Oh, well, let's see. That's what happened on this day in history. That was back in 1887 that, uh, so that's, you know, that's been over a hundred years that this has been going on. Uh, let's see what else we got going on here. The grand central terminal opens in New York city in 1913. And let's see what else. The Battle of Stalingrad ends in 1943. That's during World War II. Let's see. First U.S. Air Force plane crashes in South Vietnam. That was in 1962 during the Vietnam War. National League of Baseball is founded on this day, 1876. Let's see. Sid Vicious dies of a drug overdose in New York City, 1979. And let's see what else we got. 1949, during the Cold War, United States rejects proposal for conference with Stalin. So there you have it. That's a little bit of this day in history. It is uh, brought to you by history.com. And if you want to find out more and read more, you can go to history.com and click on This Day in History, and you will see all of the above. You know what? time for us to uh, take a little uh, break, if you will. Yeah, take a little break. And uh, we're going to uh, take that break just so we can clear up the lag. So uh, 
Let's see if we can't get the right change up music here. Here we go. Don't touch at any key. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century school. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to a Friday CAC Daily iCast. Glad you could join us today, and we are excited about the study today. We're studying in the book of Revelation, and uh, we want to jump right in where we left off uh, yesterday. And, uh, of course, as we study, we like to preface uh, our studies by saying uh, you will see a lot of types and shadows and symbolism in the book of Revelation, we try our best to connect the dots. Uh, when there is no clarity, we will not try to clarify or guess or speculate. We may tell you what some people feel, uh, but that's only uh, a speculation on the part of others. So we're hoping that we can uh, uh, study our way through, get an understanding. But the most important thing in the book of Revelation is this. It is simply the revealing of Jesus Christ as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, God Almighty, the one that is able to have uh, everything bow and fall. So there, we got victory in Jesus, right? So I wanted to preface that with that, but we want to jump right in. And I want to uh, go to verse number 10. And it just begins to say, And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren, 
that have the testimony of Jesus worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And uh, I want to uh, stop right there because there's just so much in that particular portion of Scripture that we do not want to um, miss anything just by reading through it and then continuing on. But uh, we want to go to the Lord in prayer today as we study. This is lesson number 1,152 of our study through the Word. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to utilize this platform to teach your word. I pray, Lord, that you would help us, that we will rightly divide the word of truth, expound it fully. If we misrepresent, misquote anything, Lord, we ask that you would forgive us and that you would help us to speak truth unto the people. And Lord, we give you the praise and we give you the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. You know, when you start thinking about um, the book of Revelation, a lot of times people uh, don't even read it and don't even uh, study it because of all the symbolism and all of the uh, you know types and shadows and and just the way that it's described. And we all have to remember that when John is seeing all of this unfold, John is trying to describe it in his understanding, his way of expression, you know, uh, today, uh, we would not call something a chariot. Uh, we would we would call it maybe a car, or we would call a flaming chariot maybe a a jet plane or something like that, a jet fighter. Um, so we we would describe things a little different in this century versus John's century. And with that said, John was so overwhelmed with uh, the visions that he was seeing that he fell down twice to worship the angel who delivered this uh, revelation to him or this uh, revealing of some future events to him. And um, the angel said, no, don't worship me, but worship God. Look look at uh, verse 10. I'll bring this back up so that you can kind of study alongside with us. It says, and I fell at his feet to worship him. Now, John knows that he is to worship only the one true God. But this is so overwhelming that uh, John actually falls down 
at the feet of the angel to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. Don't do it. I'm your fellow servant. I'm a servant like you and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Don't worship me, but he says, worship God. You see, a lot of people, sometimes when they see great things, especially spiritual things, they are so mesmerized that they begin to maybe have the wrong idea of who to worship and what to worship. And just to give you an example, remember when uh, uh, the Mount of Transfiguration took place and uh, there was, uh, uh, you know, all of a sudden, here is Moses and Elias uh, with, with Jesus. Jesus' countenance has changed. Now, uh, you know, he's seeing uh, Moses and Elias, and he said, well, let us make here three tabernacles. You see, sometimes when you see the miraculous, you see the spiritual, sometimes it will confuse you to want to worship the worship, worship the praise, worship the miracles, worship what is happening. I tell people that all the time. Some people worship the worship and praise the praise. Some people can't worship God. They worship only when the worship gets exuberant. They can't really praise the Lord on their own. They got to wait till other praise is going on. But if we only praise the praise and worship the worship, some people worship large crowds. You know, some people says I got to be in a large church with a large crowd. Some people worship buildings. Some people worship uh, pastors. That's right. You know, when you start seeing things, I, I know of people, you know, somebody prayed for somebody and they got healed. And all of a sudden, it was almost as if they put that person up on a pedestal and began to almost worship them. Well, you know, John saw all of, all of this and he fell down, but the the instruction was, don't worship me. I'm a fellow servant. I'm, I'm like your brethren. I just have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. Well, uh, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So uh, with this, we begin to understand that he saw heaven opened and behold a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. I like this uh, scene because Armageddon is the last uh, of the last battles. There'll be no more battles after Armageddon. Uh, it's the last event of the tribulation period. It occurs when the world's nations under the Antichrist make war against Israel. Remember, everything that we read um, in, in the, the last days, uh, once the church is taken out, and you can go back to Revelation chapter 4, you can go back and understand that uh, when it's come up hither and show you th things hereafter, 
It's after the church is raptured and these things are being revealed. Well, we see that the Antichrist is making war not against, you know, the church against Israel. And God intervenes. Notice the emphasis um, on Christ's name. Faithful and true. There's nobody else that can be called that. There's nobody else that can be called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he doth judge and make war. In righteousness means in the right way. It's his right. It's, it's his, uh, you know, decision. And he will win the battle. No battle. The Antichrist can't defeat the Lord. Lucifer couldn't overthrow him in heaven. In fact, Lucifer got kicked out of heaven for trying an overthrow. And a third of the angels was taken with him. I think it's interesting that we see this, this unfolding of, of uh, the reference to Christ. This one on the white horse. Who is he? Well, he's Jesus Christ. Faithful and true. And the next thing you see, that not only is he, is his name faithful and true, but now we see his eyes were as a flame of fire. We we see that at the beginning of Revelation. Uh, you know, uh, we know that uh, when we when we see Jesus in the power of of his uh, might, the glory that he's going to come back in, the righteousness of which he's going to make war and win the battle with righteousness. We find that on his head were many crowns. Why Why was there many crowns? Ain't no king better than him. There ain't no king greater than him. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. Now, I think this is interesting because he's called faithful and true. He's called the word of God. He's called king of kings and lord of lords. But then there's this secret name reference here. Um, I don't know it. You don't know it. No scholar knows it. People can speculate, but you know what? Said no man knew it, but he himself. So I take it at that. When we get to heaven, there's going to be a lot revealed, but we also know that Jesus is going to be our King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the Word of God, faithful and true. You can go back in the Old Testament and you can find that God revealed himself in greater ways, in stages, if you will, in greater ways to the people of God. Uh, sometimes he would just uh, call himself, uh, you know, Lord. And then sometimes he would call himself God Almighty. Uh, sometimes he would be Jehovah Jireh, uh, which means God provides. So he would reveal himself in these segments. So I feel... Uh, and this is just what I feel, that this secret name, 
uh, is, is going to only be known by the Lord. And it, and then when we get to heaven, we're going to see a greater understanding. You know, I say this, uh, and I know that you may get tired of hearing this, uh, but I say this in this manner. Um, all of these events are not salvation issues. They're information to help us to understand what's coming. Salvation is repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, getting filled with the Holy Ghost, evidence of speaking in other tongues. That is the plan of salvation. Now, the next thing that we understand is this information is important. That's why it's uh, delivered unto John uh, to kind of tell people, this is what's coming upon this earth, and you need to be ready. How am I going to get ready? Start serving the Lord today. Amen. But with this, his, his name, faithful and true, word of God, king of kings, Lord of lords. And then in verse number 12, he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. This secret name, if you will. Well, it's... uh. It's going to be revealed. But you know what? Uh, Looking at at him with many crowns lets us know he can conquer anything. He can overcome anything. And greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So that means that you can conquer anything. You can overcome anything. Isn't it good to know that you have the victory in Jesus. Yeah, that old song means a lot. Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flow. You see, when you look at that, you see that he has many crowns. Um, You know, I've heard people say, okay, uh, there was a song written back in maybe the 80s, uh, 90s, uh, that they're going to cast all their crowns at the feet of Jesus. I'll lay my crown at the feet of Jesus. And some people says, well, that's where he gathers up all them crowns and puts on his head. But, uh, you know, whether you believe it's the saints that are giving him the crowns, uh, you know, some people says, well, we'll crown, we'll crown him Lord of Lords and King of Kings and all this. Um, I see him wearing these many crowns. Um, and, you know, if you go to Revelation chapter 4 and verse number 10 uh, and read it, it it's, uh, it's something I think uh, kind of gives you a little insight into why some people think these are the crowns uh, of the saints, if you will. Uh, But looking at this, uh, we see that his vesture is dipped in blood. Uh, We know that uh, when you're riding a horse and uh, you are uh, triumphant, um, that means that he was 
wading through the wine press, bringing judgment, bringing death, bringing destruction. Sometimes when a king would go out to battle and uh, they would be in a fierce battle, when they come back, a lot of times the king would have blood splattered on uh, his vesture. Sometimes it would be blood that would be splattered from slaying the enemy, defeating the enemy. And so here we see that Jesus is triumphant, and therefore his vesture dipped in blood due to the fact that he treadeth the winepress. And um, it says something very interesting. His name is called the Word of God. So we don't have to guess who's on that white horse. It's Jesus. And we don't have to guess who's following him because we're going to see how that the redeemed follow him. That's why, you know, if people says, oh, well, you have to wait till uh, everything's over and then the resurrection uh, and everybody goes and then comes back with the Lord, uh, I really feel that uh, we're going to be resurrected before the tribulation period because the Lord is uh, calling the church up. Uh, you know, John began to talk about it. So that's all I can take from that. Um, looking at this uh, further, the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. That lets you know it's the righteousness of the saints. It's the saints of God, the redeemed of the Lord, coming back with Jesus. Now, we won't have to fight. We won't have to pursue because the Bible says, you know, when you got the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, you've got the one who's faithful and true, the Word of God, uh, the one who is our Savior, the one wearing many crowns. He's going to conquer and destroy, and we'll just go along, as I always say, in kind of a laid-back way. We just go along for the ride. We just go along for the ride. So we look and we see that... Uh, the redeemed follow him, but we don't win the battle. He wins the battle. When he wins, we win. That's why when when someone in the church gets blessed, the whole church gets blessed. Someone happy in the church, we're all happy. Someone sad in the church, we all should be sad because we we are uh, you know uh, in this together. So we're following Jesus. On this particular event, we're on white horses, and then the righteousness of um, the saints, because what is their apparel? It's fine linen, white and clean. Uh, fine linen, white and clean always represents righteous, righteousness. So the people are the righteous people of the Lord, the redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You may have never rode a horse in this world, but you're going to follow the Lord on white horses on that event. Oh, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day to watch our Lord defeat the Antichrist, defeat everything, the last 
battle, the last try to overthrow heaven is going to end that day. Oh, it's going to be a great day. Amen. Out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. So, you know what? The Lord's going to smite the nations just simply by what proceeds out of his mouth. The Bible calls it a sword. What does the sword represent in the New Testament that we talk about? The word of God. You know, people say, don't leave your sword at home. Bring your Bible to church. Don't leave your sword at home. And so we see uh, this sword coming out of his mouth. So we know that uh, he doesn't have to get down physically and fight this battle. He doesn't have to get off his horse or ride through the, the Antichrist and all of his armies and slay with sword, a physical sword, if you will, or you know, a spear or something like that. He can just speak, and defeat comes. That's how powerful. This is the revealing of Jesus Christ, the revelation of Jesus Christ, how powerful he is, that he can simply speak, He spoke to the wind, and what happened to the wind and the storm? It ceased. He spoke to, uh, you know, loaves and fishes, and it multiplied. He can speak to any situation. He doesn't have to get down and physically fight. That's why he told us. He didn't say, Beat the mountain out of your way, uh, dozer the mountain out of your way, or, uh, you know, kind of get a pick and shovel and try to dig the mountain out of your way. He said, speak to that mountain. Is nothing more than the defile them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the... You will never always follow Jesus. When you're is so misguided you just remember one thing you remember that our time is up and i see that uh you know we we don't want to keep uh jesus it our tea you'll come out victorious let's pray it's quoted your word in any way follow self powerful study what we have discussed um we're going to see how that uh, all of these things uh, the millennial monday to do this it is who said that Jesus, GAC Daily, click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. Everybody have a great day because we are out of here. We would like to invite truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages. Sunday mornings at GAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of